0: Hi friends, welcome back to the English Vocabulary Help Podcast. My name's Kayla, I'm an American English teacher, and I teach English online to people who live all over the world, and it's an amazing passion of mine to teach English to those that want to learn. Families have a lot going on. episode of the English Vocabulary Help podcast is sponsored by Grammarly. If you're not already using Grammarly, it's an excellent app that you can add on your phone's keyboard or you can add on your computer that will correct your grammar, it will correct your spelling, it will improve your written English. I actually use Grammarly for everything that I write for English with Kayla, for every Instagram post I write, for every YouTube video I write. It's very useful, and it's free. I actually don't pay for Grammarly. I use the free version. So if you want to support the podcast and let Grammarly know that they, and let Grammarly know that you support the English Vocabulary Help podcast, use the link in the description to download Grammarly today. Again, it's free to you. You don't even have to enter in any credit card information. And if you decide you want the purchased version, that's cool too. I've heard it's very useful. Today's English Vocabulary podcast is all about compliments. I'll tell you in this episode exactly how to compliment someone in English, especially in America. This episode will probably contain a lot of cultural knowledge. If you're interested in what it's like to live in America and speak with Americans, this will help. I'll tell you exactly what compliments you should avoid, which compliments would be taken more in a rude way than a flattering way. Because there are many compliments here in the United States that we just don't really like to hear. And it might be different than where you live first let's get into the recommendation of the week the recommendation of the week is something that you know has kind of been on my mind i've either been reading or watching and this show is available on netflix in most countries the show is the walking dead now if you do not like horror and you do not like zombies do not watch this show but my husband and i have been hooked on this show for the last month i think we're on the third season It's excellent. It's an excellent drama. It's about zombies and the end of the world, kind of. (laughs) It is quite scary. There are many times where I can barely watch, but I would say this show would be very good for learning English if you don't mind watching a show about scary things and, like, that's a horror. Excellent writing, though, and excellent characters. I've really enjoyed watching it. I'm so grateful that we have a question of the week to play on the podcast this week and that I can answer. I've been doing Q&A Tuesday on my instagram stories which basically you just ask me a quick english question maybe it's a pronunciation question maybe it's a vocabulary question maybe it's just a personal question about myself and i'll answer it but i answer it very quickly in like 15 to 30 seconds so by leaving me a question on the podcast i can think about it more and i can give you a better answer and a longer answer so if you want to leave me a question for next week's episode go to the link in the description. It will be my anchor podcast page and you click leave a message and you'll record your message and you could be on next week's podcast and I get to hear your voice, which is amazing. I know some of my favorite podcasts have call-in options or leave a message options and I've, I've gotten on my favorite podcast before and it's exciting to me. So I hope that you will be bold, you will be brave and record your voice for this podcast. Our question this week is from Atta and I will play the question for you now. Hi, Kyla. Uh, so recently I noticed something in myself. Whenever I want to ask about something or um, express an opinion or explain something, I stumble a lot on uh, picking the right words. Although I pause a lot, but it ends up the other person, the person from, on the other side, doesn't understand what I want to say. And um, although uh, when I think by myself, I can find the right words and express it well, but I don't know what is happening when I try to um, say something like in, in front of people. So how can I fix this uh, issue or train myself to be more articulate in convers- in conversations? Thank you. Hi, Atta. You sounded amazing, first of all, in your recording of that question, so I would like to compliment you on your beautiful English. Maybe you rehearsed that question, but even if you did, it sounded great. I just want to start out by telling you that take a deep breath, make sure to speak slowly, because even when you feel like you're speaking too slowly, to other people it doesn't seem that slow. So just remember that. I tell myself that all the time, especially because... When I record myself for the podcast or for YouTube or Instagram, I start to talk really, really, really fast and no one can understand me. No one can understand me when I talk that quickly. So slow it down. It's okay to speak slowly. I think about Elon Musk. I'm sure you're familiar with Elon Musk. He's very wealthy. He's very intelligent. Think what you want about him, but he's very successful with SpaceX and Tesla and all that. When you listen to him speak in an interview or a podcast, I'd recommend going looking at his Joe Rogan podcast. It's pretty funny to see him on that podcast, but he speaks really slow and he pauses a lot and I swear I I can see the ideas going in his brain. So just because you speak slowly does not mean that people will perceive you as unintelligent or stupid, honestly. I think that some of the smartest people speak slowly to formulate their ideas and you can be very articulate when you're doing this. With learning any language, you are always going to feel like you just can't communicate how intelligent you are in that new language because in your first language, you can communicate all your ideas with ease. You can tell people things and they will know how smart you are and you In your head, you're like, I'm smart. Like Why can't people understand like my smart ideas? Why can't they understand how articulate I am? Well, it's because it's a new language, and you're just going to run into that with any new language that you practice. So don't be too self-conscious or don't be too shy about your errors. You're going to make errors. Concentrate on getting that full idea out, even if it takes you a long time, even if you have to describe it more. People will understand you and... Just don't be too worried about those errors that you're going to make. I make errors all the time speaking my native language, English. And on the podcast, I can edit them out. I can cut them out. But in real life, I make these same errors and nobody's pointing them out and nobody is shaming me for them. So don't worry too much about your errors. Just keep on speaking English. Practice, practice, practice is the only way to get over kind of this fear and kind of this problem with your articulation. I will say that scientifically it is proven that if you write more in your target language that you're trying to learn, your speaking will also improve. And for me, I am actually trying to become a better English teacher. I'm trying to get better at expressing the things that I want to teach to English learners. So my goal for this year, 2021, was actually to just write every day. And I've been keeping up with this goal in a notebook. I try to write two pages every day. They don't have to be brilliant writings. They don't have to be a story. Sometimes I just write exactly what's in my brain. So journaling and writing like this has been proven to improve your language articulation skills. So I'm gonna recommend this to you as well and just keep in mind, I try to do this every day. I've missed a few days already this year, even though it's February, but I've written so much already for 2021. The last recommendation I have to you is, listening to podcasts is a brilliant way to learn vocabulary and also reading is proven time and time again. It means it's been proven to be true Many times that reading can help improve your vocabulary. So if you want to have that English vocabulary to express your exact ideas that you want to share, you need to read, you need to write, and listen to English. Practice, practice, practice. Maybe you practice in your head as well so that you're not translating so much because I know with any language you're learning, this is a skill that's so hard. You can go onto YouTube and there'll be... 100,000 videos telling you how to stop translating in your head, but I think the bottom line is to just practice thinking in English. So maybe you practice when you're not speaking to anyone and you practice at the end of the day. You just, in your head, you describe what your room looks like in English or you describe what happened in the day in English. Just practice thinking. And it seems very strange. I genuinely think that practicing this skill is the only way to improve it. And that's why I haven't made like a YouTube video or a podcast about it, because I think that every teacher online is just going to tell you the same thing. It's the work that you put into practicing things like thinking and writing. So thanks, Atta, again for that wonderful question. I love the way that you said it. I couldn't have said it better myself. It's so hard to articulate in the language you're learning, but you're doing an awesome job. Keep recording yourself as well. That's an excellent exercise. And my other friends, if you are feeling brave, record your question for me, and I will do my best to help you out and answer it in next week's English Vocabulary Help Podcast. Again, just go to the link in the description where you can leave a message. Let's dive right in to the lesson for today, which is compliments. Now, I just want to start by saying we're trying to move away from appearance-based compliments. I think those are the easiest to make. I actually get quite annoyed because I'm an English teacher, and I teach online. I do lots of social media. I make lots of great posts about idioms, vocabulary, phrases, and sometimes the comment on the video will just be, you are cute. If I wanted the compliment that says you are cute, I would make a page where I model, you know, (laughs) where I just take pictures of myself, but I'm just trying to, I want to be complimented on the words that I say and my ideas. So, I don't always take this compliment the best and i think most people in the united states move away from giving compliments like you are cute you are beautiful another one that you should avoid is you are skinny just commenting on someone's appearance is not really appropriate anymore because we only have so much control of our appearance most of it is our genetics what our parents look like and if somebody wants to be complimented on their appearance That's okay, and you'll probably understand that they do based on how they're presenting themselves. But an English teacher does not really want to be complimented on their appearance. One phrase I'll teach you that we talk about in the United States is catcalling, or to catcall. And this has nothing to do with animals. It's actually a very frowned-upon thing. Do not do this if you're in the United States. Especially in 2021, this is a very outdated thing. It's when a man, usually a man, yells at a woman, you know, you look good or you're hot or something about the way that they look. It's not appropriate. It's actually very threatening to women. Like, you don't feel safe when somebody's yelling at you that they think you're like hot or beautiful. I just mean that you're attractive. And I'm keeping this appropriate, but catcalling is often very inappropriate compliments. So just keep that in mind. The United States is just, we call it political correctness culture. We're moving towards that where we don't really comment on people's appearance anymore. And if you're giving a compliment to someone like an English teacher, someone you work with, um, a professor, any professional... They don't really want to be complimented on the way that they look. I try to present myself in a professional manner. So obviously, I don't like to look tired. I don't like to look like I just rolled out of bed. I want to be professional because I want people to understand that I'm a professional teacher. But I don't want comments about my appearance. That's not what I'm here for. So if you're not supposed to comment on people's appearance, let's talk about what you should be complimenting people on. I have to interrupt real quick to talk about our sponsor for just one more minute. Grammarly is the sponsor of today's episode. Use the link for Grammarly in the description of this episode or go to englishwithkayla.com where you can also click to use Grammarly. It's free, you don't have to type in any credit card information. There is a paid version which would be very helpful to English learners, but the free version will help improve your grammar and give you great suggestions in your writing. That will help you come across as more professional and more polished. I use Grammarly for every youtube video and every instagram post that I write. I actually usually write some notes about the podcast too and Grammarly always gives me corrections so that I don't have to have someone else there to proofread it. So if you want to improve your english writing, download Grammarly and it helps support the podcast. Thank you in advance, let's get back to today's episode. So, moving away from appearance-based compliments, And I'm telling you this as you are an English learner, but people in the United States are also learning this. You need to compliment someone's character or you need to compliment their skills or their knowledge. So one thing that would be a really good compliment to someone's character would be to tell them they are strong or they are resilient. This just means emotionally. They don't get sad or they don't get down on themselves easily. So they won't be depressed by something that's small. And if they're going through really challenging things in their life and they're still maintaining a happy appearance, they're still trying to be positive, telling them that they are strong and resilient is an excellent compliment to their character. Another compliment that you could give a friend or someone that you've been speaking with for a long time If they are just good at listening to your problems and giving you good advice, you could say you are a good listener. I think that's a brilliant comment as well. Again, we don't want to compliment someone's appearance unless it's a very good friend. And you know they are, you know, wanting a compliment about their appearance, but just to a colleague at work or, you know, someone that you are an acquaintance with, it's not always appropriate to compliment the way they look. Maybe tell them you're very talented at what you do, especially in the workplace. This would be a great compliment. You could also say you are very creative. If someone told me I was very creative, that would be an excellent compliment. And that would totally make my day, meaning that would make me happy for the rest of the day, just knowing that someone thought I was creative. (laughs) Another great word that you can use here is you are very wise. To compliment someone on, you know, their knowledge, saying that you have such good knowledge, it feels like you're very old and wise. And I don't think that anyone would take this compliment in the wrong way, meaning like you're old, but saying that you're wise just means you have knowledge of someone who's had a lot of experience in life. So saying someone is very talented, very creative, or very wise, I think is an excellent compliment. So if you're like me and you read lots of self-improvement books or just books about, you know, productivity or how to manage your life better. One concept that's always talked about is gratitude, meaning how thankful you are for things. So showing gratitude is an excellent way to give a compliment to someone. So saying, I'm grateful for, and then what you are thankful for about the person. So maybe it's something they do for you. I'm so grateful for all the help you've given me or maybe it's just I'm grateful for I'm grateful for your sense of humor you make me laugh all the time another phrase that can be used pretty interchangeably here is I appreciate so you could say I appreciate your intelligence I appreciate your great ideas I appreciate your helpfulness I appreciate your generosity I appreciate and I'm grateful for are pretty interchangeable here I always talk about how Americans can be just the most dramatic in their language. We always hyperbolize everything, meaning we make it very extreme. So instead of saying, I'm hungry, we say, I'm starving. Maybe instead of saying, I want to hear that new song, we say, I'm dying to hear that new song. I would die to hear that new song. We're very dramatic. So I'm gonna give you some dramatic compliments that we often use. And the first one I say all the time, I tell my husband this. I tell my friends this. When they do something for me and I just really appreciate it. I'm really grateful for it. Instead of saying that a little less formally, I say, you are the best. Thank you so much. You are the best. <laughs> it's a funny compliment to give to someone, but I always feel like people smile, you know, because it is it is very dramatic, but I say you are the best. Um, if someone shares my post on Instagram, I say, you are the best. It's kind of funny because, like, of course it's not much effort to share a post, but, you know, I appreciate it. It's just the exact same for me as saying, I really appreciate it. You are the best. Americans also use the word awesome all the time. You are awesome. You are awesome. Thank you so much. You are the best. That is actually a sentence I would say in English to give a compliment. So if you hear someone speaking like this, I think that it is a bit dramatic, but it's usually just a very positive way to talk to somebody. A really natural phrase that I like to use as well is to say, you are a lifesaver. Again, a dramatic, hyperbolized compliment that just means what you did was very helpful. So maybe if you forget something, let me think here. Okay, so this is very topical. So right now, let's say I'm going to the store and I forgot a mask. I've stepped out of my car before, ready to go into the grocery store. And I start walking in and I go, oh my gosh, I forgot my mask. So I have to turn around, get one out of my car. Let's say, oh, I forgot my mask. And my friend says, oh, I have an extra one. It's clean. You can have it. Although I'm not really meeting up with my friends right now. So maybe this is a bad example. Let's just say, you know, somebody... In my family gave me an extra mask. This is becoming a strange example. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> I swear, I'm very isolated during this pandemic. But if they just really helped me out, and I'm like, oh, it would be so bad if I forgot my mask, I would say, you are a lifesaver. Thank you so much for loaning me this mask. I feel like I've said this to people when they give me something after I forgot it. Maybe I showed up to a college course without you know, a a notebook, and they loaned me a piece of paper, and I said, oh, thank you, you're a lifesaver. Obviously, I wasn't going to die without a piece of paper, but they really helped me out, so they are a (laughs) lifesaver. There is also a type of candy that is called a lifesaver in the United States. They're like minty. I'm wondering if you have that type of candy wherever you live, too, or if you live in the United States. Maybe you've tried a lifesaver when you had bad breath. I really like a lifesaver mint. They do improve your breath quite a bit. (laughs) One compliment that is another one of my favorites is to say to someone, if they tell me a really good idea or they, you know, say something really well, I say, I couldn't have said it better myself. Sometimes you also can use this phrase to say that you agree with someone's opinion. Like maybe someone says, I think that we should get pizza for dinner. You could say, I I couldn't have said it better myself. Let's order it. It just means you agree. So it can be when they express a good idea or you just agree with whatever they want to do or their opinion. This phrase is useful because you can just change the verb said and if someone has done a task or favor for you and you think they did a great job, you could say, I couldn't have done it better myself. Remember, this means that even if I tried to do it alone, you still would have done it better because you did such a great job. So it's a great compliment. A very natural phrase that I guarantee you would not learn in an English textbook. So I'm glad you're listening to today's episode of the podcast. The last phrase that you can use here, instead of just saying, you made really good food, you could say, I couldn't have made it better myself. If someone makes you a great meal or a great dish, like they made you a good pizza. I make my own pizza personally. And maybe whoever's eating it really likes it. They could say, I couldn't have made it better myself. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the English Vocabulary Help podcast. Make sure to use some of the links in the description to either leave me a message for next week, download Grammarly, or visit englishwithkayla.com where you can learn lots of new English phrases there as well. I'll be back next Thursday with a new episode. You can follow me again on English with Kayla on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, pretty much everywhere. Thanks for listening and good luck studying English.